love, kindness, human connection. These are some of the things we talk about on the Danny Painter Show. It's a thing. This show is intended for a more mature audience. We might sometimes say bad words. Zoom is a woman that you're going to want to know. Um, you might not know her now, but you are going to know her very soon and you are going to wish that you had known her. Um, Elsabi, welcome to the Zoom. I am so incredibly grateful that you took the time to talk to me. I think your story is going to inspire so many young girls. Danny, thank you so much for having me. I can tell you honestly, there's a lot of truth and a lot of depth in my story. Mm. I'm all for women empowerment and I'm all for teaching and inspiring and educating the youth of our nation. But when you say inspire so many young girls, there's definitely a lot of substance that I'm able to share. So I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to get to those questions. <laughs> so um, let's see where the next hour goes. But ultimately, I'm ready and prepared to share what it is that I had to go through to become who I am today. That's what I want to talk about because you are in one of the most glamorous industries. In It's the industry that everyone wants to be in. Everyone wants to be mm -hmm. in model and fashion. And I, just it's just the glamour and the, the brands and the lifestyle. Mm. Um, but obviously, you know, and I know that it's not like that all the time. And yes, it is glamorous when you're walking a runway, but to get there is a lot of hard work. Now, you own a, a talent agency and yes. you look after models, actors, um, kids, grownups, everyone in between. But you also come from a very... I don't want to say difficult because I think everyone's background is, 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 is difficult. I think yes. your background isn't where you are now. And it's, it's almost mm. night and day from where you were. And you come from a background that I think the rest of the world looks at and goes, mm, yeah, never going to be anything. That cycle perpetuates all of the yeah. that we've heard over and over again. So tell me a little bit before we get into 33 and me and the great work that you're yeah. doing. Who are you, Elsabi? So Elsabi is a mother of three. I run four different companies <laughs> within the film, fashion, and entertainment industry. I don't know which one is um, the most tiring or requires most of my time. And then ultimately, you know, growing up, my dad worked in construction, so... My sister and I were raised in caravans, you know. Um, for me, it was really cool growing up. You would pack up the caravan and then you go to the next location. So I managed to see so many cities. Um, I was in three different grade ones, you know. So um, that's kind of like how it started. You just make friends and then you move. And then you just get, like, comfortable and then you move. But that is how we grew up. And then back in 1995 in Richards Bay, it was the longest stay that we had. We actually stayed in a caravan and a tent in the backyard of my, my grandparents' house. And in that point in time, my brother came and he visited our family and he committed suicide. And after the suicide of my brother, my parents couldn't really continue living in the city and we packed up the caravan and tent and we were off to East London. And um, being a caravan park kid there, I was a little bit older and Nate asked me such a substantial question when we, we were at that specific caravan park this weekend, when I stood on the grass where I was standing in a caravan as a young little girl. And he asked me, when did you realize that your upbringing is different than everyone else? And it was at that age in East London that I started inviting friends to come and play, but they were never allowed to come. Yeah. And I started realizing that it's not about me not being a nice friend, but it's because of where I stay yeah. that I'm being judged. Yeah. And that was really heartbreaking when I started realizing. Sorry, um, there was just a call that came That's through. Okay. That humanity ultimately judges mm -hmm. your circumstances. Mm 
And I can tell you it's that judgment, it's that upbringing that kept me humble. And I always remember that where you come from doesn't determine where you go in life because I might, and my parents might not, they did the best that they could yeah. to be there for us. I mean, my dad, what I can remember from the caravan park life is kneeling in front of the caravan bed when my dad was reading the Bible for me. I remember my first memories of childhood is my faith. And I developed a rich heart and a rich dream. And I can tell you it's, it's the inside of my kingdom being born into royalty in my mindset that got me to where I am today because it wasn't my upbringing. It was ultimately the upbringing that shaped the character yeah. of the woman that I am today working for what I want. I mean, I packed packets at the Berea Spa in East London when I was 12 years old to pay for my modeling classes because my mom couldn't afford it. My parents couldn't afford it. So I started packing packets for tips at the spa where my mom was a cashier. She wasn't the manager. It wasn't our spa. My mom was a cashier and I packed the packets. So that is little else to be growing up into the LCB that I am today. It's humble beginnings and ultimately just knowing that my circumstances didn't dictate my destiny. Yeah. LCB, I want to talk a little bit about what Nate Butler asked you um, with regards to when you realize. <laughs> and that realization for a lot of people can, can determine the, the fork. The, the, the prong of the fork that you take, right? Because you are now yeah. in the situation. So I'm either going to lean into what you think of me and really mm. be that person um, as kind of like a middle finger up to you or yeah. also a middle finger up to you. I'm going to be even better <laughs> and I'm going to show you, right? I, I, mm. I think my question is, how did, no, how did that realization affect you? And... How did you decide which path you were going to take? Because my immediate reaction is, fine, you don't want to mm. come to my caravan. Fine, yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you. Yeah. You know, I can tell you one thing, and this is what I'm so grateful for, is that I never had a mindset of doing it for people. Mm. My dream was so specific in my heart that – as I was making choices to relocate to Johannesburg 20 years ago, it makes me feel um, a little bit on the older <laughs> side, but 20 years ago, I relocated to Johannesburg and um, I always drove my dream and I was always focused on staying in my lane, running my own race. So from a very young age, I was very sporty. I always did sports and I was always fascinated with hurdles. My son runs hurdles. He's a matric now, but you know, this year he didn't get to run his hurdles. And that's another conversation because I kept saying to him, if you knew that two years ago would be your last race, yeah. would you have done things different? And his answer was absolutely, uh -huh. you know, so that brings me to my childhood story where when I used to run races, you always look to the side to see what the person next to you looks like, you know, are they more fit? Do they look more focused? And we always compared. And from a young age, I actually had the discipline to not look at everyone else's life because I think being in a caravan, I had a friend named Yaku. It was Yaku and myself and my sister that were the kids in the caravan park. So we didn't really have many lanes to compare ourselves to. Mm. And I started performing to my imaginary friends in the caravan park. <laughs> so I used to jump out of the caravan. There's a little step. So I used to jump, like step down the step and then jump into the tent. And I would say, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Elsevier show. And, you know, I was, my sister was always my greatest fan. You know, she's like, when are you going to stop doing this? And I'm like, you go wash dishes. I'm performing. And I can tell you from a young age, I had no desire to run in someone else's lane. Mm. I had no desire to watch what everyone else is doing. So for me, moving to Johannesburg 20 years ago, I got an opportunity to start training models and I moved to the south of Johannesburg. That was extremely humbling. I was exposed to seeing things at a young age that a girl from East London could have never imagined. <laughs> I mean, guys, I am, um, let me share this. I was handing out packets of jungle oats at the Kamara Road off-ramp <laughs> to make money. 
I was standing there at five o'clock in the morning. Wow. I mean, I had comments, hey, baby, like, mm. give me your jungle oats, you know, uh-huh. and it's like, I promise you. And I just said, Elsabi, stay true to the dream. This is just a temporary process. It's not the final destination. You do you, girl. And I went to like Eastgate Mall and I was doing in-store promotions, handing out little Radox and they steal my 3310 phone. I can't communicate with my parents. I have no family in Johannesburg. I'm staying in a modeling house. Then the driver gets lost and I have a smash and grab. And, you know, there were so many things that, that happened so fast moving to Joburg and everything just got me to a point where I could have and should have just quit. Mm. But I made myself a promise the day that I left this land. And I said, the day I leave here, I am never coming back because I will rather fail forward towards my dream and my destiny so I can see which direction I'm falling, but I'm not going to fall back because I don't know what I'm going back to. I ain't going back to no caravan park. I ain't going back to no judgmental people. If I leave, I run the race. And I can tell you, I stayed in Germiston in a domestic worker's room on a mattress. I have been right at the bottom fighting for this dream. I was rejected by 18 modeling agencies because I wanted to be the fashion model. So I trained for nine years to be a fashion model, right? People take my money for me to train as a fashion model, right? I pack packets at the spa to pay for my modeling just to move to Johannesburg to face reality, to state you're too short to be a fashion model, but you can be a commercial model. I had no idea what, like, what, what does commercial model mean? I was never exposed to a term like that and my whole life changed, but I still stay true to the industry. I started like going to the actor center. And when I went there, I met the most amazing teachers. I never studied a degree. There was no money for me to obtain a degree. I did classes at the actor center with the most remarkable coaches in our country. Mm-hmm. And I can ultimately tell you they helped shape my passion and character in this business is more important. Everything. A degree is great. I mean, I'm the only agent that has been taking artists to the New York Film Academy in the United States to obtain first world education because I never had that. I made it my goal and my vision to give to artists in this country that first world education that I never had. But I can tell you one thing. It was the character and the mindset of my human being, my person, yeah. that got the classes to secure my career. It was the sacrifice that brought the success, definitely not the upbringing. So for me, I never ever looked at anyone else's race, even to this day. I allow each agent, I'm an agent, but I don't look at what other agencies are doing because I'm too busy creating and focusing on my artist and my gift and my task at hand. I... I feel like this message today was 100% for me because this is exactly what I'm struggling with. And the universe has been telling me, Danny, stay in your yeah. lane, stay in your lane, stay in your lane. But it's difficult, Elsabi. It's difficult yeah. to, to not look at someone else's Instagram or mm. Facebook or success or article that's come out or PR mm. pitch, whatever. And, and yeah. I think I also want that or I could mm. have done that mm. or maybe I'm not working hard enough or not good enough and mm. and then you put yourself down right because comparison yeah feels joy we and, do. and and it, it comparison is always you ending up mm. putting yourself down making yourself less yeah so thank you for reminding yeah. us that we need to run our own race because it is well, you do need to run your own race the only person you should be competing with is you um but it's human to, to sometimes falter, but also it is, you know, but, but as you say, I just like, I needed to, you just use the word <laughs> that I wanted to say someone's edited life on Instagram and their facial filters is not your living reality. I mean, what we see on social media is the edits. Nate said to me the other day, I said, Nate, which picture do we post? And he's like, the one where we look the ugliest. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Take the one where we don't look perfect. He's like, let us also just be real humans. Mm. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> and he's like, why do we always want to be so perfect? He's like, we've got good days. We've got bad days. We've got great days. He's like, what we're trying to create as humans is this level of we are so perfect. So we keep looking at 
someone else's Snapchat edit, someone else's like Mauritius moment. And listen, I needed to go to Mauritius last year. My trip was canceled. Anyone posting Mauritius right now, those pictures are old, you know? (laughs) So I always laugh when people are like, I'm here and I'm here and making it so glamorous. And I'm just saying, you know what? I'm going to stay in my own lane. I don't do the whole filter stuff. I don't even have Snapchat. I mean, those things I don't want to add onto my brand because I want to be human, relatable, vulnerable, and you know what? Everything that is meant for me will come in my direction if I stay focused on my lane. But the hurdle is going to knock me when I try and look at everyone else's lane. So mm. the obstacle that's not supposed to hit you, that, that speed bump that wasn't meant for you, that's going to throw you off track, is because you were looking at someone else's lane. So I love hurdles as an example, staying in my lane, because it's not just a straight 100 meter race, you see. It's a hurdle 110 meter race. But the moment an athlete looks to the left, that hurdle's going to knock him. And that for me is so important. The filter that you said, someone's edited version of their life on social media does not have to be the race or the lane that you compete and compare with. It's edited. Mm. I needed this today. You were making me, yeah. you were making me feel quite emotional. And I, <laughs> um, but this is, it's so crazy. So I met Elsevier mm-hmm. and Nate just for you watching uh, last week or a couple of, whenever this airs, it'll be a while ago. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we just hit it off. The three of us hit it mm-hmm. off. And there was things, there were things that Elsevier was saying and Nate Butler mm-hmm. was saying whose episode uh, you've, you've seen just previous. And um, I just, I was saying those same things mm-hmm. the day, that mm-hmm. morning. And once yeah. again, Elsby, I've got to tell you, yesterday, I am I'm guilty of the filter. I am guilty of the thirst trap. I am guilty of only the perfect on Instagram, right? Yeah. Instagram is is perfect. And it's it's my fault as much as it is my PR and my team and all of us because mm-hmm. they look at the numbers, they look at what people consume, and then yeah. that's what you are then therefore right and as much as it's fake it's still a piece of you um it Absolutely. is definitely a part of you that likes the attention and and the narcissist within all of us mm-hmm. um enjoys it mm-hmm. right but yeah. yesterday was a rough day for me and there are many things happening behind the scenes like there are for so mm-hmm. many other people in this world relationships failing um you know there just so many things that happen and i found myself crying my eyes out at yeah. on, on a sunday morning and i sat there and i was like well and i'd done a full face of makeup ready to post my amazing fun lovely day out sunday and i sat yeah. there and i was like sassy sunday yeah and i was like no you know what this is a platform that you have. You need to show all of it. If you're going to show yeah. the thirsty, if you're going to show the sexy, if you're going to show the hot Danny, people also need mm-hmm. to see that Danny cries because yeah. you, I never want my nieces or my nephews or your kids mm-hmm. to look at someone like me and go, if I'm, if I'm that person, everything is going to be great. Like yeah. if I'm LCB, my life's going to be great. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have money. I'm going to have a house. Everything is going to be perfect. All I need is that thing. And I think what we yeah. forget is you need to be happy. Whether or not you're LCB or Candace Swanepoel, yeah. you need to be happy. Money is not going to make you happy. Things aren't going to make you happy. And so I posted my red puffy face. And I'm proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I almost did it, Elsby. I was <laughs> terrified. I was like, this is looking for attention. But you know what it is? I, it, mm. we, we need people to show up as real. Yeah. And so like when you, when you say Nate told you to post the picture where you didn't look the most perfect, yeah. I got instant anxiety because I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. We falter. We are human. Um, yeah. We cry. We get sick. We, we, mm-hmm. we, we feel. And... I just, I love the analogy of the hurdles. Um, I think mm. this is something I'm going to borrow from you. I'll credit you. You have to. I'm going to borrow. Um, so you're, you're in Joburg, right? And yeah. I mean, I've heard, I have friends in the modeling agency, in the industry, and I've heard some terrible things. Mm. You are a girl alone in the south of Joburg. And no disrespect, <laughs> but South Boy is like, y'all are a lot. Like boys, from, I'm from the east. 
boys from the south are scary they're hot as hell but they're scary <laughs> um you're a girl alone in this industry where mm. i mean it's notorious for men taking advantage and 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 all of these things how did you weather that alone without your family well you know this is where my story becomes a little bit interesting because I mean, we develop our brands. I always say, love yourself in your season, right? Because I see myself now as a, a 2016 vintage, um, you know, Pinot Noir or a, um, a nice Merlot because when I was the young girl that moved to Joburg in the South, I mean, I was the biggest girl in the room. I weighed about 80 kilograms. I'm 60 now. So I'm 20 kilograms lighter I didn't have all of this going for me. I didn't have the right wardrobe. So my brand in that season was very different. So I was actually blessed enough to never have the wrong attention come my way because of my external. So I was mainly or mostly the tomboy. I had all the guys wanting to be friends with me because I was relatable and I was not the perfect little puppy, you know, from Santon. I was like the East London girl, you know, I brought <laughs> swag, I brought all the stuff. I mean, if you see my outfit from the auditions this weekend in East London, you'll see like homegirl, like there, there was a little bit going there and, you know, like that swag just came out. So moving to Joburg, you know, facing that attention, it was never ever directed to me in an incorrect ma manner. So I believe I was really blessed with that. And I feel that, you know, it's, in that time, it was painful being the fattest girl in the room, two years getting no jobs. You walk in and all these skinny girls are there and their waists are so tight and you come sit down and you take half the seat and then they would be like, oh, shame. You know, I always got that shame, like, look at her. Did her agent not give her the right brief or does she just look in the wrong mirror? Yeah. And I can tell you one thing. I dominated in the industry after two years of not booking a single job when I started falling in love with all of me, the full 80 kilogram Elsebi. And I would walk into those casting rooms where they would say, we're looking for this, we're looking for that. And I can tell you one thing, when I sit down, I position myself in greatness because I was mentally the strongest person in the room. And I would sit down and those girls will say to me like, oh, was it your first time? I was like, no, what, you know what? I'm actually a little worried because it's my lunch break. I'm an actress on a Serbia called Binalandas. I just finished shooting a Bollywood film named Prince. And last season and this season, I'm doing a Hallmark series. So I actually got myself two years in Hallmark. And um, oh, I'm shooting Mr. Bones in May. Um, I actually booked the role of Nancy and yourself. <laughs> I love so, this, this energy. I love this. Dropping the ball like that. That is where, you know, you can have the best agent. You can be the skinniest girl. You can have Botox. You can be pretty on the outside. If you're not smart in here, if you don't know how to communicate with those internal voices, like you said earlier, there was a struggle in your mind happening. Should I post this picture? Should I not? There's so much going on behind the scenes, you know, and I can just tell you that how you communicate with yourself. I said this so many times in my life before. I never knew if it was just me, but I've got multiple voices that speak in my head. The one that says, LCB, you've got this. Then all of a sudden there's a voice that says, no, but wait, like you didn't do this. You didn't prepare. You, maybe, maybe you're not right for the role. Maybe. And all of a sudden there's this little voice that comes up that says, Who's talking and who's listening? You know, like now there's a confused mind because there's all these little voices. So the most important thing that I've learned, you know, is it's not as much just the people that you align with, even though salt and sugar is very much the same. And I prayed for protection in the industry to understand salt from sugar. So now when I walk in, I walk in with my angel wings and my radars. I'm like, <laughs> salt or sugar, which one? So since 2006, I started praying for the gift to identify salt and sugar because they look the same, but they don't taste the same. And in the industry, there's too much sugar. Mm -hmm. And I blame the humans. You said something when we started speaking. You said, 
a lot of models out there that wants to be models, want to be actors. You need to go from wannabe to aspiring. And the only way you go from, I want to be an actor, I want to be a dancer, is to do research so that you've got the understanding, the wisdom and the knowledge of what your worth is, who the real agencies are in the country. So your success, what lies between you getting sugar and salt is your research, empowering yourself. The internet wasn't around in my time when I was looking for agencies. There was no Facebook, no Google. I mean, we had a floppy disk that we put into a computer I don't think today's kids, you don't know what an Alcatel looks like with a little orange (laughs) like screen button and you need to do this. I mean, BBM was like the greatest thing that came through, but as aspiring individuals in any form of industry that you want to enter, research the salt from the sugar Mm. because the internet can tell you everything. I always say to artists like, go and research 33andMe talent agency. Just Click it into Google. Put my name into Google. You need to like what you read and like what you see. You need to trust the people that you need to work with. But if you don't know what you stand for and you're desperate, I want to be a model. I get so many models coming into our agency and I say to them, what kind of model do you want to be? And what is it that you won't do in the industry? That's my favorite question. Oh, no, I'll do anything. Mm -mm. I'll do anything. And I would say there, I'd say, my dearest girl, you're 16. If I was the wrong person and you said to me, I will do anything, you will get yourself into trouble. So raise your standards, have some substance, do your research. And if you walk into the room, trust your gut. Mm. If your gut says it's too good to be true, it is. I can tell you, every time I was like, you know, Maybe that little voice inside of me is lying today, you know, like that voice is just not wanting the best for me. And then I decide to go against my gut. I got my fingers burnt. Mm. So trust your gut is very important. How do you raise kids and remain as humble and awesome as you are when you work in this industry of fake and mask and facade? Because as much as I love the industry we're in, it is that. Yeah. It's always your yeah. best side, your best foot. Uh-huh. How are you raising kids that are functional and normal when this is? Well, um, we're at the hotel nature staying here in our Lobo. It's beautiful. It's 10 Bompass Boutique Hotel. It is 10 different rooms, 10 different designers. And guess what? It is fancy. It's five-star. 10 different rooms only. 10 different designers designing each room. My kids are outside. My five-year-old did not brush her hair this morning, and she does (laughs) not have shoes on, and she's running on the grass. My 10-year-old has got tackies on with a short, and her hair is like brushed in a skew pony. I mean, my kids are here. I teach them to be real because I don't do the whole filter thing. On my bad days, I allow them to see me on my bad days. Mm. On my vulnerable days, I allow myself to be vulnerable. So it's self-love and being kind towards yourself. Walking in here with them, I mean, my daughter, we did plaits in her hair last night. So it's frizzed on the one side and the (laughs) other side's just hanging. And I mean, I think she's still got some pup and milk on the My kids are real. They don't have to wear shoes because I never grew up with shoes. So I'm holding on to my humble upbringing to allow my kids to be children. I mean, my son is 17 and he calls me mama. He doesn't want me to not kiss him in front of his friends. I'm the coolest mom around, you know. So I stay up to date with my kids. And I ultimately, you know, the, the biggest gift my parents gave me was to allow me to be who I am and be creative. Even though they didn't understand the industry and the dream that I had, I didn't understand it either. But I teach my kids to be yourself is okay. Because I've made many mistakes in my life where I was very hard on myself. And Nate said to me something that stopped me as also be director, producer, presenter, agent of the New York Film Academy, all the titled Elsebe stopped on Friday when Nate asked me, when Elsebe was handing those little packets at the age of 12 to customers, 
and you're standing on this caravan stand today, what would big Alcibi today say to little Alcibi? Mm. And that stopped me. And I said, I would like to say to her two things. Number one is I am proud of you. And number two, you could have loved yourself a little bit more. Yeah. And I can tell you it's only through the pain in life and the seasons in life that we realize. I mean, I showed up today. This is the best me that you can find. I am so tired. <laughs> we have traveled for a week. I am on less than four hours sleep per night for the last five days. So I'm hanging on a string. This hair was the best hair that I can do today. This was the best me. Is this the Elsebi you see Saturday on the TV show in front of people? No. But you know what? I said to self this morning, you do you. This is the best version of you. And if God wanted you to be stronger and less tired and more perfect, he would have given you the strength. So I own the strength that each day gives me. You know, about two years ago, I went through an extremely traumatic divorce, extremely terrible. My pancreas stopped working. I got type one and a half diabetes from trauma. I inject insulin sitting on a plane. I inject. I'm like, yesterday I had to quickly run around the corner. Like Nate Butler's recording with one of my top artists, Gabby. And <laughs> I stand and here I'm injecting. And I'm like, wow, my sugar's low. Okay, quickly fix yourself. Get a banana, get an orange. Go, Elsie, go. But I didn't feel myself. And you can see it. The one thing I teach people in my circle is just don't ask me, are you okay? Mm. I hate that. You can see that this is the best me in this time. Allow me to be and I'll allow you to be. So I embrace all the seasons of life. I allow my kids to own their strong days, their bad days. I mean, on days when my daughter doesn't want to go to school, I remember those days. Mm. I'm not that mom that says you will and you have to and like school this. I would want to hear why. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Because we are human beings, as you said, and we've got real feelings. Maybe there's bullying going on at school. My kids, I'm an open book. I have other parents' kids that can share more with me because I've got a no, no judgment heart. I'm the mom that says, rather bring it to me than sit with it by yourself. And I think a lot comes from my brother's suicide because he was... I mean, the greatest brother that you don't find all the brothers like that. And until this day, I just felt that maybe if there was someone that he could speak to. Yeah. So I live out that legacy to be that mom and to be that human that no matter what it is, no matter how big the mistakes speak to me because I've made mistakes too. And, you know, each season allows us when I got the diabetes, the diagnosis, all of a sudden, I, I mean, Nate said to me, in the caravan park, what did we eat for dinner? I don't remember a single meal, but I remember running to the chuck tuck shop, getting knickerbows. I used to buy sweets for a living. So now all of a sudden I can't eat my sweets and my quick fix is jelly tots. I haven't had jelly tots in two years. I walk like <laughs> down the aisle and I'm like, if I can only have three jelly tots, you know? So each season brings about new opportunities. I say obstacles are opportunities because if you can break through the obstacle and you find an opportunity and you find a way to make it happen, you're victorious. Yeah. So I raised my three kids being so real. Like, I mean, when you see and who I am today, like the perfect, I mean, to the world, the perfect Elsebi with all the success going and a career going and all the titles going. I said to my son, this house you stay in, it's not your house. Mm. The car you drive in, it's not your car. I say, what I need you to know is that nothing that you have in your life is yours. He's in matric. I say to him, I might have created a foundation that looks different than my foundation. Yeah. But you still have nothing. You still need to work and fight your fights. Yeah. I said, because you see everything here, that's me. Who are you? Mm. You need to still go and create. 
So I don't teach my kids to say, hey, what my mom has is mine. And I don't think any of them are going to end up in the industry, to be honest with you. And I'm not that parent that's going to force you to follow in my footsteps. I want to say better what I did. Yeah. I want them to to outshine me in their own like, like capacity. I want to be able to have them live their own dream and find out what makes them tick because I am living my purpose of being created 25 years later in my life. My question to those viewers out there is, are you willing to invest 25 years mm. to be at your purpose? Yeah. You, you spoke about strength and I want to talk to you about being a a business owner, but also a woman business owner, because I think as much as I hate the question of, but how do you balance everything? Because we never ask. (laughs) I think Mm. it's very important for us to remember that we've also been conditioned to believe that women can't and shouldn't. And it's 2021 and we're still having this conversation and women Mm -hmm. are still feeling like they don't deserve to take up space. Right. And there are Mm -hmm. moments in life where I feel the same and I'm sure you do. And then you check yourself and you're like, no, I do deserve to be here. Yeah. What I think I want to, I don't want to use like message. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a message. I think advice is best. For women who perhaps have an idea for a business, and it seems like, I mean, Elsabi in the South, thinking of 33 and <laughs> like surely that seemed like a massive thing. And you you kind of sit there mm. and you're like, yeah, you know, it's, it would be great, but it's never going to happen. You know, mm. like for that woman who's listening now, who has this idea, this pipe dream, and she's kind of backstepping it and backstepping it and backstepping it. You've done it. What is your advice to her? My greatest advice to any human, I would say, and especially speaking to women right now, but to any individual is ultimately trust yourself. The number one rule in life is to trust yourself because if I didn't trust my own dream and my own identity, I would have never been standing with the amount of obstacles life threw out at me. I mean, I have seasons. I don't have human seasons you see but if you want to have an extraordinary life you need to understand you're going to have extraordinary obstacles so if you're sitting at home and you're saying we're in the midst of a big pandemic and i've got this dream but i'm not sure if i'm capable get the self-doubt out and start with self-love because if you can show compassion true compassion most women don't know who they are Mm -hmm. you know when they said Supermodel means like having a 24-inch waist and a 34-inch hip. Everyone wanted to be skinny. Then you get the J-Lo's and the Beyonce's and the Cardi B's, and they say, yeah, we're going to make this look good. We just, as women, jump onto everything that Hollywood is showing us, everything social media is showing us. So as a woman, if you are courageous enough to say, I've got a dream, I want to become a business leader. I want to lead. I also want to be the head and not just the tail. If you want to take responsibility of making your dream a reality, you need to ultimately and truly fall in love with who you are and stop looking at all your flaws. I mean, coming from this trip, I haven't gymmed in two weeks. I put on my pants yesterday and the button didn't want to close. Even if I went... And I was like, Elsa, be going to look different on photos. I found myself yesterday, like you, Danny, having five minutes of like feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm setting up an international artist like Nate Butler to perform and collab with a recording studio artist that owns a recording studio that I discovered and developed 11 years ago with an artist that I represent now. I'm the middleman of all of this and my brain and my my womanhood gets attacked. You know, the devil doesn't bring, and I'm sorry, I'm going to bring my faith into this unapologetically, but the devil doesn't attack us at new places. He doesn't shoot like, I mean, I always say, if you fire shots at me, thank goodness I don't catch jokes really quick because they'll just fly straight over my head. I don't get jokes. I'm the last person to find sarcasm, like to be very honest. But as a woman, you need to ultimately love yourself, know who you are, stand up for your worth and how you communicate with yourself because the devil knew if I'm going to feel fat and flabby, he's going to take me 
back to that box of being the fattest girl in the room. Maybe you're not as good. Maybe you shouldn't stand in this picture. I had a box full of maybes for breakfast yesterday morning. So I don't know why, Danny, but we had attacks yesterday. Women out there, you're going to get attacked by your identity. We are taught as humans, or like women when we are raised, by our parents that women need to be submissive. You need yes. to be respectable. Polite. I always say respect is earned. Whether you're 60 or whether you're five, respect for me is ultimately earned. I believe that humans are equal, male and female. Each person's responsibility in a relationship is to give their part. It's not someone else's job to fulfill you. I say that my source fulfills me. I don't run from my own cup. I don't need my fiance to pour into my cup because my faith and my belief system, I pour from that cup because my cup is empty all the time. <laughs> I work too hard in the flesh, man. If you're going to take some of my fruits, they're going to be rotten. My cup is empty, you know, but I realize, <laughs> sorry, I'm like, I realize that as a woman, you need to know what your own insecurities are. So when you are about to take on that faith and that, that power to start your own business or to become an entrepreneur or a leader, you're just going to get attacked with identity. That's the only thing. So when the identity attack comes, know that you are busy making progress. But that's where your self-love needs to be strong because if you are going to surrender to those identity issues. Am I too fat? Maybe this. You know your own insecurities. Own them and the world will be your oyster. Nothing and no one will be able to stop you. If you can own those little voices and the insecurity that is thrown at you at the moment when you are about to take the step towards your greatest breakthrough. What about I feel like women? I'm preaching it Sunday. No, I love it. I love it. I, I'm here for all of this. But what about the 35, 36-year-old mom who is in the midst of perhaps a separation, a divorce, who now has to start her entire life over and is going, yes, but that dream was a dream when I wasn't in this position. That dream was a dream when there, I was from a double-income household and I wasn't a single mom and I didn't have all of this back trauma. What do you say to her? Well, I'd like to say to her that... Um, my divorce was because of my company, my agency. I got divorced and I signed off an agency that I built from the floor to skyrocket, having an office in New York City. When I divorced, I signed off my business. I signed off my agency. I decided to stop fighting. I moved out of a 7 million rand mansion into a little flat in four ways where I'm still staying. I lost my 7 million rand mansion. I lost all my furniture out of choice. I said, my freedom and my happiness is more important. I signed off my agency and I can tell you my person died. That was all and everything and anything I had. And 33 and me, that started and I can tell you that word me is because it's my time. And yes, I'm still not thriving. When you look at the bank accounts in the midst of the pandemic, let me be honest with you. I am surviving month to month. And I've realized that that too is okay. And that this too shall pass. When I left my mansion with my children, I'm the same age range as those moms saying I'm a single mom. I gave up my business, my entire brand, my office in New York City. And you know what? Just a few years later, I can tell you one thing. The people that I have relationships with mm. are still in my corner. I was not the name of that company. You see, I thought that Elsebe only has that agency name as an identity. And I yeah. could start up Elsebe's Ilovo modeling agency. <laughs> yeah. People, people follow people. Yeah. All my international clients, everything came back to me. But I can tell you taking that step was fearful. I lost a month of my life where I don't even know 
where I was. I mean, at some days I would sit in a parking lot and then I'd look at the time and it's time to fetch the kids. And I don't know what I did for the day. The trauma was severe. The finances were severe. But I can tell you the best thing that I could have done for myself is to say, I deserve to be happy. Mm. And I can tell you building relationships with people, even if the world takes away your agency name and you say, but do I start a new agency? Like I'm going to start from the bottom again. I can tell you one thing. I didn't start from the bottom. I started 12 years smarter and the relationships with the people I nurtured in 12 years is stronger than it's ever been before. I'm standing as a woman and as a human stronger than I was standing when I had the mansion and a big multi-million rand agency in South Africa and New York. I've got 33 and me talent agency, but I'm the author, I'm the writer, and the, my, the relationship with my people in my circle keeps me going. Strength to strength. So I'm saying to those moms out there, in the midst of your divorce, in the midst of being a single mom, I have been there. But I can tell you one thing, the, the, the real people, the people that you've nurtured, those people that you truly invested time in, even though they had nothing to offer you, are the people that will come through for you in the time when you need to be bold and brave to take that big step. So I say remain standing. You don't always have to take a step forward. It is okay to just stand and surrender sometimes. And I can tell you that if you know what you are standing for and when your cup is empty and when you surrender, there's a greater force that is going to provide the energy, the strength, the finances, the breakthrough. Don't open doors that are closed. I can tell you that. A door that is closed closes because there's a new season. Embrace the season. No season can thrive without a struggle. You know, you and I, we are today who we are because we struggled. Yeah. We had to fight. You know, we are women. We, we need to fight to be uh, receiving the respect that we're supposed to deserve. We're speaking about this. You know, we have to fight to get that respect. We always had to fight. I had to fight since I was a young girl, fight for friends, fight for freedom, fight for my dream, fight for finances. I had to always just fight, fight, fight. And I can tell you one thing, when you stop fighting and you start standing and you own your season, no matter how dark it is, I can tell you one thing, the relationships that you have with people will push you and support you through the time that is the darkest in your life. And you can never, ever connect the dots looking forward. I can tell you now sitting here, I understand why I had to sign off that agency because I never knew who I was. I thought I am the agency. No, the agency is a part of me living my dream. So I changed my focus. But in that time, it was too painful. I couldn't see I asked many questions. Where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? Why me? Why me? Pity party me. But I can tell you today, sitting here, speaking to Danny, I can see why I had to go through that season. So dear moms out there, endure the season because this too shall pass. And my prayer is that you will ultimately look back at that season and say, today I understand why I had to go through that because you got to grow through what you go through. Yeah. My pain became my power. You are an incredible human being, Osmeet. And the more I speak to you, the more I just want to have coffee with you as well now. Um, <laughs> and Nate, like Nate and, and I. And Nate, and Nate Butler. But like, so like your story is also just, fun. If, you know, what? and this is why I do what I do, because everyone's story yeah. is just phenomenal. Everyone has a story and everyone's story is inspirational. I mean, from a caravan park kid to being an yeah. agent for the New York Film Academy, to traveling the world, doing what you love and helping other people in that. You have lived a million lives and I'm sure you will continue yeah. to, and I'm sure you will go so far and then have to take two steps back like everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I think, you know, like just to end off, how important 
is it for you, no matter what you're doing, because I know this is something that you believe in, no matter what you're doing, how important is it for you to lift, uplift other people and like give them a step up? You know, I realized in my time being on camera that um, I fell in love with being behind the scenes so much. And in 2010, when I started the International Art Talent Showcase, as well as my collaboration with New York Film Academy, I realized that when you empower other people, you empower yourself. Mm. When you position others to win, you position yourself to win. I believe that the gift that I was given to be able to identify talents, to be this side of the camera, as well as on the other side of the camera, having those gifts, those gifts need to be given because when you empower other people, you empower your position too. So for me, it is allowing everyone in the room to win. I've got a very strong belief system where I say, if I'm the strongest person or the most experienced person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. I'm very much for that. So if you walk in and you've got the desire to always be the smartest, to always be the prettiest, and you're moving in the wrong direction, you need to challenge yourself to be in rooms where you're not the smartest. Position yourself where you can empower others. Through empowering people and seeing others succeed, I succeed because it's not just always succeeding in business and financially. Everyone always thinks it's about the money. It's about the person. Yes. There's nothing more fulfilling than to give to someone. And our models of work, let me just give you this. New York Fashion Week, LA Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, Fashion TV, American Idol, Twice, Television Round, the Apollo Theater. I mean, Lady Gaga, Neil Diamond performed there. I've got artists signed to BTB Management in LA. We've booked over 1,500 national commercials. You know, all those kinds of things like that, doing that for people, having someone's resume say, Paris Fashion Week, Louis Vuitton, and NBA billboards, and know that that was a part of me, a part of my story that I went through that could empower someone else. That keeps empowering me saying, Elsabi, the harder the battle, the the greater the victory. So with every season, the more obstacles come. I'm saying I'm going to be so empowered in the next season, and I'm excited to see who I can empower in that time. So for me, I would pray for protection for the people that's in my life because I teach my kids this. This is what I teach them. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So for me, I really choose the artists I work with as well. I don't just say, hey, pretty girl, like, yeah, you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to book all of these jobs. No, I go look at your character first. I go and see if there's substance because my greatest success stories, I've got a six-figure earning artist that was a car guard at a shopping center in Douglasdale that used to watch my car. And the one day he smiled and I saw his beautiful smile and I gave him my business card. He managed to bring his family from West Africa. He's now a full-time working commercial model. He's busy studying business management in the midst of all of this COVID. I think he's nearly done. And I can tell you one thing, taking a car guard to being a somebody in life, That's my purpose. Helping ordinary people live extraordinary lives is so fulfilling that you can stay in your little flat in four ways and leave your 7 million rand mansion and you'll be rich. I'm rich from the inside out. I'm I'm a king. I wear a crown because I'm royalty from the inside out. And you know what? The outside is good. I didn't look like this when I was 21. I believe that I'm looking 10 times better. Everyone's saying, Oh, you age, you know, and you're going to change. I'm saying as I'm aging, I'm becoming more vintage. So I know who I am, what I bring to the table, and I know what I do for others. And that for me is so empowering. I can tell you my cup and my sauce is rich. I am rich and fulfilled and I'm happy not because of who I am, but because of what I do. Mm. And that is all I can say is, place other people in positions to win and that fulfillment will always allow you to be fulfilled. Mm. I am going to have to re-listen to this. I'm so glad I get to edit this because I'm going to re-listen to this over and over and over again. And like every yeah. time I'm having one of those days, I'm going to go, I'm going to be like, Elsie is going to, I need to re-listen to that again. No filter, no filter. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> 
Elsie, where do we follow you? How do we find you? And perhaps someone who wants to get in touch with you to mm-hmm. sign up or, um, you know, just contact you. How do we find you? You know, so I'm going to just, there's something I feel like I have to say. We spoke about brands being important. Danny, you said earlier, you know, we've got PR, we've got people in place, we've got brands. So your brand is your business. You have to kind of have your business in place. You know, the hair done, the look, you kind of put the wardrobe that you put in place. So to all those individuals out there, when I say hashtag no filter, I'm not saying just go out there and be careless. I'm saying go out there identify your brand, perfect your brand. This is my LCB brand. I like my dresses, my curls, my red lips. This is my brand. Good day or bad day, whether I cry or not, this is still my brand. So you're going to get the best of what I've developed. So develop your external and internal beauty and never drop your standards by saying, oh, today I'm just going to be careless. No, I'm saying, Be the best within your established brand. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and to be real because that is more relatable. When you go onto my Instagram to follow me, talent underscore agent underscore 33, you'll see me. You'll see the mommy Elsabi. You'll see the mom that screams on the side of the athletics field. Even though my son is on the other side by the 300 (laughs) meter and I know he can't hear me. You'll see all of me. Allow us to see all of you as you create your brand towards being a leader. Because when you're setting trends, you get judged. So at least allow yourself to be vulnerable in your perfection created brand. So create the perfect brand that you are proud of. I'm proud of this brand, but you're going to see this brand on highs and lows and bottoms and mediums. So establish your brand, and then ultimately take us on a journey. I've got 14,400 posts on Instagram. So those of you that go and follow me, talent underscore agent underscore 33, you're going to see all of me. All of it. The real Elsabi, the happy Elsabi. I posted the picture where they captured me crying on Friday. I posted that. So I've got a crying pic, crying pic, Danny. I posted mine on Friday. Proud of you. I'm proud and of I can you. tell you, like, the makeup is running and it was shot into the sun. The lighting wasn't perfect, but it's what I felt that I wanted to share. So oh. I shared my brand crying because I wanted to share what I felt standing where it all started in the caravan park in East London. So create your brand, share your stories, be vulnerable, but always remember to protect your business because this is your business. Your brand is your business. So don't ever let your standards go, but always remember to be real and not to chase to be what Hollywood shows us. We've already got Hollywood. Who are you? Let's identify you. Let me take you on my 14,400 post journey (laughs) get to know who Elsabi is the leader the woman that faced a lot of pain but that's still standing reach out to me on dm i'm available i love helping people i i love speaking truth i love being able to empower so reach out to me whether you're a single mom or whether you're a dad that is struggling i love humans I love stories. I love people. And if there's a place for me to position myself into guiding you to being one step closer to your dream and making it a living reality, I want to be that person. So talent underscore agent underscore 33. I spend my life with my work, my kids and Instagram. I don't know (laughs) what is first because one o'clock in the morning, guys, I still post because I'm building my brand. I never stop creating. I never stop building. Mm-hmm. I do all my own posts. I create all my own stories because after I started with 33andMe, I decided that I'm going to be the author of my story. It's no longer about everyone else. It's now about positioning me in a place where I can empower others because I am empowered. So talent underscore agent underscore 33. Anyone who's looking for agency representation that does not have a degree, that's got a passion. We've got a well-operated, like a, a solidly oiled, like working car machine academy where we train models, actors, singers, and dancers. We train them with high-end top industry professionals such as Nate Butler. Mm-hmm. Our agency also works with people that has no degrees but that has passion, 
So if that's you today, 33andMe Talent Agency has an academy. We'll help develop you into making your dream a living reality by giving you the right guidance and surround you with people that are faith-driven and character-driven so that you've got the salt and the sugar wisdom so that you are taught how to identify what is meant for you in order to prosper you and what is meant to hurt you. That is the wisdom that we as an agency teach that sets us apart from what everyone else do. It's not just chasing the dream and the casting. I mean, we had artists on Netflix three times this past week. I saw on your Instagram. Netflix, 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 you know, and I can (laughs) tell you we didn't chase that. It's the heart of the agency. It is the heart of my team Mm. being positioned in the right place that attracts the blessings. And that is what I would want to send out to those artists is align yourself, no matter who you sign with as an agency, no matter who's your manager, make sure that that is your sugar and that that sugar doesn't turn into salt. Nurture the relationships that you have with others and know that anything and everything is possible once you believe in yourself. Oh, I don't want to say goodbye to you, but I have to. This has been incredible. I have learned so much from you. I cannot tell you. I love you and I want Thank to thank you, you so much. <laughs> like so much coffee. <laughs> Remember, you can catch the full video on xotv.me and you can meet us in kind of real life. Thanks to DJ Chalk for the music. You can catch him at www.chalksprosound.co.za. New episodes on Jackpod and XOTV every Monday. Love you.